minutes behind schedule. Hope everybody's doing good. Got a lot to talk to you about tonight, as always. We're going to be looking at the two-pronged attack that is against us, that's against patriots, that's against the United States of America. Comes from multiple angles, but really it's coming from the globalists. It's people that are trying to defang the United States of America, make us a bunch of harem eunuchs running around. It's really what it's all about, and really it comes from, like I've been talking about for since the election, two-pronged. Before that, it was about COVID. But it, they just keep coming at us, and that's what it really is. If it wasn't, and COVID's being used, you know, for the election. The only reason why this election is what it is, which is, well, it is. A, it, I hate to even use their verbiage because I don't like to give in one inch to any of it. This election was a Trump landslide victory. You know, there's never been a president in history, ever before now, that has ever increased their number of votes in the second time they, when they ran for re-election than when they were elected the first time that increased their votes from their first election to their second and lost. That never happened. You know, Barack Obama in his second election got 3.5 million less votes than his first election. So it's impossible. It's all, I mean, people may not like to hear it and people may run from what they call conspiracy theories. These are not conspiracy theories. There is hundreds and hundreds of, of, testi of testimonies, sworn affidavits. This election was stolen from Donald J. Trump. That's an absolute fact. I don't care what anybody says. There is no evidence on their side. I want you to ask yourself this question. If people are swearing out affidavits that are saying that, you know, various allegations of vote, very election fraud, voter fraud, poll fraud, count fraud, everything else, where are the competing affidavits that say they're not true? And why would people not fill them out? You ever ask yourself that? I mean, ask yourself, if you have somebody who's a Republican poll watcher and they're saying, you know what, we were physically removed from the site. We were antagonized away from being able to watch the, the votes being counted. We were put 100 feet away. And you got all the Democratic idiots on CNN and MSNBC saying that that's not true and that's, that's, their only, that's their only answer. That's a lie. That's not true. Then why wouldn't the foreman there at the site where allegedly these, these Republican poll watchers are lying, why wouldn't they come out and sign a competing affidavit that says, you know what, this is not true on this date. This is what happened. That is what happened. You know, witness A is lying. Witness B is lying. You know why they won't? Because they'll be committing perjury when they do it. How many sworn affidavits do the Democrats have? Let's add them all up. Ready? One, two, a zero. Absolutely zero. Zero testimonies under oath where they say there was no election fraud going on. And this is not small election fraud. This is not isolated election fraud. This is election fraud dealing with millions of ballots in only closely contested battleground states. Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Michigan. That's it. That's it. In every other major metropolitan area in the country, Outside of Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and Detroit, outside of those five cities, Joe Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton and yet somehow got 80 million votes. He won 220 less counties than Barack Hussein Obama won. Joe Biden won 220 less counties 
than Barack Hussein Obama won and somehow beat Barack Obama by 14 million votes? Really? I mean, how many people can actually believe this? Nobody since 1960, and that was, and by the way, one time since the 1800s, has late 1800s, has anybody won Florida and Florida and Ohio and lost? The only time it happened was in 1960 when John F. Kennedy allegedly beat Richard Nixon, which was a very there was a lot of suspicion about what went on in the state of Minnesota as far as the mob was concerned, the mafia getting out the vote for John F. Kennedy. So this is this it's not an anomaly. It's not happenstance. It's absolute election fraud. All right, let's go to Georgia for our first video tonight. Play it for me. 2,506 felons voted illegally in Georgia. 66,248 underage and therefore ineligible people to illegally register to vote before their 17th birthday when the law requires 17 and a half years old. At least 2,000 423 individuals to vote who were not listed as registered. 1,043 individuals to cast ballots who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. 4,926 individuals voted in Georgia who had registered to vote after their Georgia voter registration date, thereby canceling their Georgia voter registration. 10,315 or more individuals to vote who are deceased by the time of the election. 395 individuals to vote in Georgia who had cast ballots in another state, which is illegal in both states. 15,700 individuals to vote in Georgia who had filed a national change of address with the United States Postal Service prior to November 3rd, 2020. 40,279 individuals to vote who had moved across county lines at least 30 days prior to election day and who had failed to properly re-register to vote in their new county after moving, also in violation of Georgia law. All right, so there you go. That right there, remember Donald Trump was behind, what, 12,000 votes, something like that in Georgia? Right there, that was about... Somewhere in the neighborhood, I didn't add him up as he was going, but somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty to 70,000 votes that are already out. Georgia is over. Georgia is Donald J. Trump's state. It's absolutely, when these lawsuits, if there's honest judges left, which I hope there is in the state of Georgia, that election is over. And here's the thing. you got to look at this thing absolutely logically. You know, I wrote down four things that you have to think about. Why was counting stopped in the middle of the night? That makes absolutely no sense. Why were Republican poll watchers removed, windows covered so they couldn't look in, harassed, distanced from tables, and actually removed from the counting centers by the police upon Democratic Party request? Why would the police be cooperating with that? I, you have to ask, I mean, again, why would you not want voter ID? Why would you not want matching signatures? I mean, how could you possibly be a Democrat and think that you're a person, a man or a woman of integrity when you want poll watchers to be removed. How can you think of yourself as a person of integrity when you're covering up windows so that poll watchers cannot watch in when you're counting the votes? Why would you want people removed? And you know why they were removing people too? 
Where did the six foot thing come from? COVID. It's all the same stinking, smelling, rotting lie that, that's been happening in this country since March, uh, late earlier this year, March 2020. Same stinking lie used over and over and over again. And this time to remove Donald Trump. Co- that's all the COVID response was, was about from the very beginning. Number three, the mass voting dr- dumps. Have you seen the graphs? This never happens in history where all of a sudden 147,000 votes come in and there's 3,000 of them are for Trump. Or even, it's even that was Arizona. I mean, I, I, it's where you have 150,000 votes come in and basically 1% are for Donald Trump and 99% are for Biden. And a lot of them are filled out exclusively for Biden. And all errors and all voting dumps go 100% for Joe Biden. We'll get down on the specifics, but that's the basic skeleton of what happened on November 3rd, November 4th, and they're still counting votes today. Do you know that there's precincts in New York that have only counted 65% of their votes as of today? They're still counting in New York. I mean, they're still counting in New York and they're still counting in California. This is absolute corruption and somebody needs to stand up for it. Listen, this has been going on too, and a lot of people are jumping Lynn Wood's case right now because he's questioning whether you should vote in Georgia. All Lynn Wood is saying to everybody there is for the geldings that are there, which is Brian Kemp, the governor, and Raffensperger, the, state, the uh, secretary of state of Georgia, and the other gelding Republicans who refuse to ever attach their name to what could possibly be called a conspiracy because they're gutless cowards, just like Mitt Romney in 59 59 precincts in Philadelphia that he ran in 2012. 59 precincts. He got zero votes. Zero. That's not possible. What was New York? How did New York go? New York this election was 70-30. 70% for Biden, 30% for Trump. That's a normal metropolitan area. What did he get in Philadelphia this year? 90-10? That's bogus. And Mitt Romney is got clipped many, many years ago. He's a, he's a harem eunuch. He's prancing about like the gelding that he is. He has no guts, no courage, and didn't say a word. He knew about it. 59 precincts in 2012. You received zero votes, and you don't have enough courage to say anything about it? You're a gutless coward. And all that Lynn Wood is saying to these people is, you know what? We need to stand up. If you don't fix the voting system, what's the point? What's the point of voting? What's the point of voting in Georgia if Dominion's running the show from Frankfurt, Germany? What's the point? That's all he's saying. In other words, get off your lazy, gutless rear ends, Brian Kemp, Raffensperger, and the rest of the Georgia geldings, and fix the system. Otherwise, what's the point? You really think Loeffler's going to win? You think Purdue's going to win? You, you really think Donald J. Trump lost Georgia? No way. No way that happened. All right, Team Trump video. Oh, is that the one I just showed her? That's the one I showed her. All right, next up, Jody Heist tweet, actually. Here we go. We have credible allegations of fraud on multiple fronts with mounting evidence in Georgia. No real signature verification of absentee ballots. No rigorous audit of election. Now, Georgia Secretary of State, gutless coward Gelding Raffensperger, wants to wipe the Dominion voting machines? Where are the Georgia leaders? That's my point exactly. That's all that Lynn Wood is saying. Listen, I I saw Ted Cruz 
ripping him a new one. Do you not even do you watch the video, Ted? He never said not to vote for Loeffler and Purdue. He said basically get the system right, or what's the point? It's the same way nationwide wide right now. Do you really think Pennsylvania is a blue state? It's not. Either's Michigan and either is Wisconsin. They've never been. This has been going on for decades in Wisconsin. It's been going through Milwaukee where they just make up votes. And they, listen, it's not all Dominion either. It's Dominion sets the algorithm. We'll get to that later. But it's just simply printing out ballots. If nobody can see it, all you got to do is print out. You can put Mickey Mouse on there. Who would know? When it gets counted, it doesn't have a name attached to the number. Like vote number one, vote number two, vote number 357,000. It doesn't have a name attached to it. Once it goes through, it's over. They can just print them up and make them up and send them through. That's what's been going on in Philadelphia for decades. Pittsburgh, decades. Milwaukee, decades. Detroit, decades. Atlanta, decades. And they steal one state after another doing that. It's probably going on in Denver like that too. And it's definitely going on in Phoenix and Maricopa County because you really think Arizona is a democratic state? You think that all the people in Arizona want men and women's restrooms and slaughter the unborn in a socialist government? Is that what you, is that what you think? See, I'm, I'm speaking to Republicans right now, gutless Republicans, gutless churchgoers, the very churchgoers that are still closing down their churches on governor's orders, unconstitutional governor's orders, that don't have the balls to keep their churches open. I'm talking to all of you. You're gutless cowards. You, somebody has to look into this stuff, and we have people that are willing to do it, including Lynn Wood. I'm not saying he's a perfect man. He's allegedly made contributions to Democrats. So did Donald Trump. I don't care what they did in the past. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Philippians 3.13. There's people that are willing to stand up to this problem and check into it and be, and be willing to bear the brunt of the democratic media. Who cares what a baby butcherer thinks? Who cares? Who cares? That they, who cares what somebody thinks who thinks it's fine for a man to marry a man? I don't care what they think. Let them call me whatever they want. For me, it's a, it's a badge of honor. It's a compliment. Kyle Becker tweet, Michigan. These illegal tabulations and omissions add up to more than three times, listen, three times the margin of victory in the state of Michigan. 508,016 ballots. Explosive new lawsuit petitions to segregate illegal ballots and enjoin Michigan's election certification. Certification. All right, uh, next, uh, put the chart up for me, would you? Oh, there isn't? Okay, it's supposed to be a chart. I don't know if anybody, I guess you won't be able to. Well, we'll go, we'll use the top four. Well, the top, the top two we got there. I'm supposed to have a whole chart of them, but I guess that I didn't send it. All right, legal votes not count. Estimate of minimum number of absentee ballots that... The requester returned, but were not counted. So they returned. The people actually requested an absentee ballot. They sent it back and it wasn't counted. Illegal votes counted. Electors voted with no address. <laughs> you can't vote with no address. Gosh, I wish I had the whole thing. I don't know why I don't. Dang, that thing is really good too. All right, the Hill tweet via Gateway Pundit. Justin, shifting to the other prong, the other globalist attack on America, the 
socialist totalitarian response to COVID-19. COVID-19 is a virus that has exactly the same death rate as the flu. I don't care that they're telling you 270,000 Americans have died of it. That is not correct. I'll show you the graph later. That's absolutely not true. If we did, we would have 270,000 excess deaths this year. Uh, We don't. So it makes, you know, it kills me as people. I I was telling this, I don't remember which family member I was talking to, I was out with. Actually, I think it was a church member I was talking to. I'm like, how do you walk around? How do you strap on a mask simply because some fool at the health department or some idiot governor tells you to put it on? Why would you do it? Why would your first instinct to be, be if they told you to close your church for you to close it? Why would that be your first instinct? You ever? I mean, aren't you an American? Why would your first, wouldn't your first instinct be no and then tell me why? I want you to close down, wreck your life. I know that you've, you've spent decades building a business, getting a customer base. Finally, you've got it rolling, and we want you to shut it down. You're gonna, it's going to destroy your life. I want you to think about it. Do you know? I, see, a lot of this. A lot of people don't care because it hasn't touched them. And I'm talking about conservatives and churchgoers, too. They don't really care because it hasn't touched them. We reached, uh, I believe it was, 21% unemployment at the height. Heading, we are about to head towards 30. And this is what Biden will do, gladly. But we are heading towards 21% unemployment in April, May, June. That's where we were. And see, that's still, what, 79% of people still employed? So the 79% often don't care. And wait till it lands on your freaking doorstep, where you have built a business and it's gone. Staten Island, New York right now, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but basically, they split Staten Island, New York into the Republican section and the Democrat section. The Republican section is completely locked down in like phase orange. And the other one's like Auburn phase. I'm making that up. But that's but the Democrat section, you're open for business on, this, on the same island. Staten Island, New York. Republican section under Comrade de Blasio, that's closed down completely. You can't have any, any sort of business whatsoever. You're closed down. But on the, other, on the, on the Democrat side... No, they sat. It's weird because they're only a block apart, but their face colors are different. As an American, why are you letting a, a devout, a, a devout communist named Bill de Blasio tell you what to do? Well, if I don't, the cops will come. If we all ba- band together, if every if every restaurant owner in New York said, "Hey, de Blasio, take your COVID restrictions and shove them up your rear end," they can't arrest you all. But you see, everybody capitulates. And when you do, you leave out the, the people who do actually have guts are left out all by themselves. And I wish I remember the name tonight because it was, it's somewhat new of the restaurant in New York. It's fighting it right now. The owner, the two owners just got arrested. For what? You know, and here's the thing. They were even doing the rules, which I don't agree with anyway. And I had a Tucker video to show you tonight that it got taken down off of YouTube. But it was, I think it was taken down by Tucker. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But Tucker had it on too, where they had, he had a church pastor on, and the church pastor got turned in to the health department, now being fined for elbow bumps and fist bumps in the church service. Here's the sad part, though, is the pastor goes, if I would have seen those things, I would have shut them down. He's got a church that seats like 1,500, and he's got like 70 people in there, all social distance apart. He, the pastor, is a capitulating coward. I don't care now he's standing up. Standing up for what? 
He's not standing up for anything. All he's saying is, I would have done what I was told to do. If I saw them fist bumping, I would have told I would have told them to stop. Yeah, that's it right there. Max Public House, Staten Island Restaurant. Listen, everybody get into that. Find that and listen, I, there's probably going to be legal defense funds and things like that. Let's all give our money. Those of us who haven't been affected economically, we need to send our money to those who are, fi- not, to the, not to the capitulators, but to the people who are actually standing up that need attorneys. We need to defend them. Last night, they had 2,000 people out in front of that, out in front of Max Public House last night protesting. Max Public House, I uh, got it on my screen here, has stopped charging customers and said co-owner Keith McClarney says everything is free, but they are asking for donations. There you go. Look into it. I'm going to send them donation. You send them a donation. This is what it's going to take. We are under, at least in sporadic areas in our country, but they're big, giant swaths of totalitarian leadership. Listen, I would like to say I live here in Florida that we're free. We're not. 90% of the people I see are wearing masks. Every store I go into says that I have to wear a mask to go into it. I don't wear them, but that's what it says. All right, where are we at? Oh, yeah, here we are. The Hill Tweet. Second prong of the attack, of course, just in. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, it's time to cancel everything. All right, play the video for me. If cases continue on this pathway, if they continue to increase at the pace that we've seen, the county expects that we will run out of hospital beds here in Los Angeles by Christmas time. The public health of our city, the public health condition of our city, excuse me, is as dire as it was in March, in the earliest days of this pandemic. So tonight, I want to speak, as always, to you candidly, with the truths and the statistics that I get as soon as I get them, to share them with you, and to know what we can do in the coming days. It's as much what you choose not to do as what you do do that will determine what happens as here much as you do in do. our beloved hometown. The choices between us are stark, between health and sickness, between care and apathy, and yes, between life and death for too many of the people that we love. My message couldn't be simpler. It's time to I'm a communist. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, (laughs) don't do it. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Don't host a gathering. Don't attend a gathering. And following our targeted safer at home order, if you're able to stay home, stay home. It's time to cancel everything. <laughs> you know what? Screw that guy. Who cares what he thinks? I mean, cancel everything is what I said. Let's let's go to another uh, dominant uh, totalitarian in California. Of course, Gavin Newsom, Ian Miller tweet. Gavin Newsom saying that California's ICUs could be overwhelmed in a few weeks. They never, back to me just a second, Aaron. See, the rhetoric is always the same. (laughs) The devil always comes to you as an angel of light. Always. The devil comes as an angel of light to you. They will come to you and say various things like we're going to overwhelm the hospital system. We're going to overwhelm ICUs. We're doing this for your good. It's the same rhetoric they had back in March. And here's the thing. If, ask yourself this question. If lockdowns worked, why would we have to do them again? And if they don't work, why are we doing them again? 
See, but Democrats will never ask themselves that question. The, and, and I, you know, Democrats, they're, they're gone. They're gone. I'm trying to reach Republicans and conservatives and churchgoers and Christians that are actually reachable, that have masks strapped on their face. face. That's who I'm trying to reach because you're going to need to change or it will come for you. All right, back to Gavi. Gavi Newsom is saying that California's ICUs could be overwhelmed in a few weeks because he because he is incompetent enough to incompetent enough to believe the same models that have been wrong since March. So here's reality. California's ICU utilization over the past month sure looks exponential to me. Put it up, Aaron. There it is. <laughs> it has looked that that's the ICU usage over the last 60 days. I'm trying to look. What's that first date, Aaron? 10 something? It right, starts at 10.30, running to what? To 11.25. There you go. 10.30 to, there's, there it is, surging. Oh, my gosh, what a, what a surging graph for the ice. It's all lies. Which, but here's the great thing. Here's the great thing. It gave me opportunity to break out my favorite statistics since March. These are my favorite. These are number one. For those of you that have seen me read these before, I'm going to read them fast. I know that you've heard them before, but indulge me because these are my favorite stats. Now, as, as we just saw, Eric Garcetti says it's time to cancel everything because our, our hospitals are going to be overrun, just like they were in March, right, which they never were. And Gavin Newsom says the same thing. ICUs are going to be overrun. So let's look. Shall we? When this happened back in March, all these totalitarian governors and mayors were crying to the White House, we need help. We're being overrun. We're being overrun with cases, which was not true. People were actually going around New York with video cameras, filming, uh, filming emergency rooms and hospitals. There's nobody there. But anyway, because there's no really excess cases going on. I'm not saying there wasn't a surge here or a surge there, but there really isn't any excess cases going on. I'll show you the graph in just a minute. But here's my favorite stuff. So they were saying, help us, President Trump. Help us. We're being overrun. Just like a good Democrat. Whining, just like that. Like a Kamala cackle. So here you go. So the Army Corps of Engineers was dispatched by Donald J. Trump to go out and build emergency field hospitals. These are field hospitals that cost hundreds of millions of dollars. I'll give you some examples. So he went out, Donald Trump said, you know what, Army, go out, Army Corps of Engineers, go out and build these field hospitals in these spike areas, these hot spots like New York. Here's an example. Sunny, uh, sunny Stony Brook, New York, Stony Brook, New York. They built a field hospital for $155 million. Back in March, how many people, how many patients did it see? Remember, we're being overrun. Zero patients. Zero patients. All right, here we go. Old Westerberry, New York. Another field, uh, Army field hospital was built. This, for me, this one's cheaper. This one's only, only for $118 million. How many patients did it see? Uh, zero. Uh, McCormick Place, Chicago. We're being overrun. Lori Lightfoot, I'm being overrun. Well, okay, Lori, we'll build you a field hospital for $65.5 million. And let's see, how many total patients did it see? Uh, 37. We're being overrun. All right, West, West uh, White Plains, New York. They got another one. This is number three in New York. They got one for $46.9 million built that saw zero patients. They built another one in Denver. It saw zero patients. In D.C., it was never, they built one in D.C. Oh, this was just a, this is a cheapie. This is a cheapie right here. 
Only $31.7 million for the Army Corps of Engineer Hospital built in Washington, D.C. That was never completed and never saw a patient. But luckily, they spent $31 million first. All right, here's another one. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Another little cheap one. This one only cost $26.1 million. And that was never completed and never saw a patient. Miami, we're being overrun down here in Miami. Okay, well, we're sending you help. Here's an Army field hospital for you for only $26 million, and it saw zero patients. But yeah, Gavin Newsom said they're going to be overrun. Oh, they said that back in March. Uh, They said that back in April, and nothing ever happened. That's because the devil's a liar. And the devil uses the same schemes over and over and over again. Look at when they didn't want Clarence Thomas, what did they do? Trump up trash like Anita Hill and put out false sexual allegations against Clarence Thomas. Didn't work. He got in. Did the same thing to Kavanaugh. Both of those guys should have sued their false accusers. And they would have set, you set the pressing, you kick the people figuratively right in the teeth. They won't come back again. Well, here's another Army, Army hospital for you. This one here in Elgin, Illinois. Lori Lightfoot needs help. Send it to her. $18.2 million. How many patients did it see? Zero. How about another one here? Melrose Park. Is this, oh, is this number, number two or three in Illinois? Yes, yeah, number three now so far in Illinois. Melrose Park, Illinois. $16.3 million Army, Army Corps of Engineer Hospital. Saw zero patients. Another one, Blue Island, Illinois. Remember, they, they're overrun with COVID. Overrun. Another Army uh, field hospital, $15 million, saw zero patients. Here's another West Allis, Wisconsin, 14, well, basically $15 million, saw zero patients. Loveland, Colorado, another one built, $13.3 million, never completed, never saw a patient. How about Navi, Michigan? It was built, another Army Corps of Engineer hospital built for $11.7 million. It saw, it saw patients. $11.7 million, and it saw uh, uh, six patients. Six patients. That's great. Uh, East, East Orange, New Jersey. $11 million hospital built for them. Never completed, never saw a patient. We're being overrun. They're liars. They're absolute liars. All right, Dr. Urso tweet. You're wondering, weren't you? 270 million people have died in the United States. Really? You sure? Look what he says. Stunning. And for those of you that are asking me where I get my stats, take note. Stop. You guys are sending me messages. Take note. If you want to know, here it is. I just peruse constantly hours and hours and hours every week. Well, take note. Take a screenshot of that right now. If you're wondering if you want to prove to your friends that 270,000 COVID deaths is bull freaking crap, well, here you go. In 2020, there's no increase in overall deaths. Hmm. Uh, whoops. Whoops to the whole country. Whoops to the Republicans that have capitulated to COVID. Get back to me real quick. See, you can't capitulate at all. I hear one Republican after another. I, I hear Bongino do it. I, I hear, and I love Bongino. And I hear Sean Hannity do it. I hear... Ted Cruz say it. I hear all the big time, not all the big time Republicans. They say, well, we can reopen safely and everybody needs to take reasonable precautions. For what? For what? If you don't take reasonable precautions for the normal flu, then why are you taking reasonable precautions for this? You're just giving in. Open up. Open everything up the way that it's supposed to be right now. Right now. 
That's all that you needed to do. There's only one group that needs to be really protected, with some exceptions. And that is the elderly with pre-existing conditions. You know that the survival rate for somebody in their 70s is still 99 plus percent post-infection with COVID? So if they're in a nursing home with pre-existing conditions, absolutely, that should be a lockdown scenario. I get it, but that's the same as with the flu. So put the slide back up. Here you go. Stunning. In 2020, there's no increase in overall deaths. COVID has decreased every other type of death. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. To summarize, more COVID and less everything else equals the same as always. What does that mean? Oh, wait, let me read the the final line there. A closer look at U.S. deaths due to COVID-19. Look at what it says here. The John, everybody wants to know where I get my info. The John Hopkins newsletter. The John Hopkins newsletter. Deaths have not changed. Look at, I bring it back to me. I thought I was preaching a message. I said, look at me. Basically in America, every single year, 2.7 to 2.9 million people die. Every year. That is the way that it is. Unless you're activating the word of God, you know, these viruses that come through, they're going to blow through you. You may know that you had them. You may never know. Most people, 70% of people, 60 to 70% of people who actually catch COVID never know they have it. And we have to do all of these measures? Why? Why? I just, it blows my mind. It makes my brain explode. Of How can people not think their way through being manipulated, used and abused, especially you Christians who have Bibles? You can't see this in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16 through 18. You can't see this. How blind can you be and call yourself a Christian that allegedly follows the Bible and knows nothing about it? So in other words, out of John Hopkins, there are no excess deaths this year. It's a bunch of false attributing. Throw it back up there while I'm yelling. There are, there, basically what they're doing is redistributing deaths to COVID that are not COVID. It's people dying with COVID, not of COVID. It's people dying that are without COVID that they're still putting as a COVID death. Oh, no, that would never happen. Oh, yeah, just like, just like Joe Biden has 80 million votes. Just 80 million votes for, for Joe Biden is just as valid as 270,000 COVID deaths. They're equally as valid. Keep that in mind. All right, the Hill tweet. Here's how South Korea deals with COVID. Kim Jong-un has executed citizens, shut down capital to stop COVID-19 spread. There you go. That's what a good totalitarian does, just, just in the vein, further, a little further down the rung from the totalitarians here in, here in America. You can bring it back to me. I don't need to look at that face too long. What did I say, South Korea? Oh, it actually says South Korea on the thing. That's from the Hill. Ooh, yeah, look at that. Hey, the hill got it wrong. Well, there you go. North, North, it probably was reporting out of South Korea is probably what it was. So North Korea, now obviously we know North Korean Prime Minister Kim Jong-un, he just executes citizens, shuts down his capital for COVID-19. Well, we're not, we don't execute anybody here. We just absolutely obliterate their, obliterate their ability to make money. There's been more kids that have committed suicide as a result of lockdowns than kids who have died of COVID. There's basically been zero kids die of COVID in Los Angeles, as an example. Under the age of 17, how many kids have died of COVID this year? Ready? Zero. And all the schools are closed. I wonder why that is. Heather Knight tweet. Scoop. 
My latest Gavin Newsom wasn't the only one to attend a fancy birthday dinner at French Laundry last month. San Francisco mayor, another totalitarian COVID tyrant, joined a socialites dinner there the next night, the very next night, and banned indoor eating in San Francisco three days later. (laughs) You have to laugh. Why would you ever follow these people? What, What gets me the most are Christians in my own community. Christians in my own community right now that are still fist bumping in their services. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Wearing a mask, social distancing. Put that put that last one back up. London Breed. That's your leader. London Breed, a baby butchering monster. Wants men and women's restrooms, wants to defund the police, is a socialist. Says, you know what? Nobody can eat indoors but me. Well, I guess she's not too terrified of COVID. The next night, she's unmasked with eight people jammed into the French laundry, the same place Gavin Newsom was at. And Christians follow these people? Explain it. Give me the scientific reason why you're wearing a mask. Name the study. If you can't, you're an ignorant wretch. You're a simple-minded fool. I would look into it long before I deprive myself of 20 to 30% of the oxygen that I need to live. Ian Miller tweet. You want to know the proof? Here it comes. West, West Virginia's governor has repeatedly, of course, another totalitarian hack who loves his place in power, has repeatedly talked about wearing a mask, even if it only helps a little. <laughs> well, since he mandated them on 7-6, cases are up. Hey, don't worry about it. Here's the stats. You ready? You put the next one up here. Since he mandated masks on July 6th, he hasn't changed. Cases are up (laughs) 1,091%. So I do not think they're helping there even a little, Ian Miller says. (laughs) Look at that. July 6th, statewide mask mandate. And look where he is now. Great job. Fantastic. You know why? Every single COVID chart looks like that. Unless you are activating Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, Jesus said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will, will be loosed in heaven. you like, I hear this from you every, every podcast time. That's right. It's valuable. Unless you're activating that, that's the curve that will go through your community. Some people never know they have it. Those are just cases, by the way. That big spike, just cases. And by the way, a lot of those cases aren't even valid anyway, which I, the tests for COVID are highly, highly questionable on a good day. All right, Newsmax video, Michelle Malkin, listen to this, back to the other prong attack right here. Fraud, massive fraud, get my beard out of the way, fraud. And this is about preloaded ballots, play it for me. Attorney and former Filipino Congressman Glenn Chong scoured audit logs to uncover how Smartmatic machines had somehow preloaded and transmitted thousands of votes before polls even opened. Michelle, the term preloaded is exactly the same term I'm using here in Manila. Um, preloaded votes, preloaded val- ballots. Again, I point this out to our audience. Look at these uh, pieces of documents. They are signed. Uh, we have 70,000 voters. About four th- uh, exactly 4,114 4, ballots were already scanned by 145 voting machines days before the elections. That's uh, over around six or seven percent. Chong notes similarities in how he says his race and others in the Philippines were rigged 
with what happened here in America. Uh, I've said that my case in uh, my district in Biliran, Philippines, is exactly the same case as in the case of President Trump. He was ahead on the night of the election, and then his lead was wiped out all throughout the day, the next day. That's the same thing with me. I was overtaken at 5.56 in the morning the following day, uh, the day following the elections. In the case of Senator Ferdinand Marcos Jr., he was ahead on the night of the elections. He was ahead by 943,045 votes. That was his lead. Within a few hours, by 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.26, if I remember it right, 3.26 in the morning, all the 943,045 votes lead of Senator uh, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. was wiped. That's right, wiped out. Chong also exposed automatic vote padding and shaving manipulation by Smartmatic machines, plus what he says is missing and out-of-sequence ballot images. He confronted Smartmatic officials with reams of logs outlining this fraud. Other politicians in the Philippines turned up the heat. I'm sorry I have to say this, and it seems a little harsh, but what they, they, they are not there to sell an electronic uh, election system. They are there to give a method of cheating to whoever pays them the most. Wow. Instead of providing answers, several Smartmatic officials left the country, including a veteran Smartmatic official named Haider Garcia. This Venezuelan-born operative now serves, believe it or not, as election administrator for Tarrant County, Texas. That's a county which turned blue for the first time since 1964 after the introduction of dum 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 new electronic voting machines. Back to me. Yeah, Tarrant County, Texas, never been blue one day in its life ever. Smartmatic official gets put in charge of the elections in 2020. First time in history they go blue. And that other guy was just another person in Philippines who had been ripped off absolutely ripped off by Dominion voting machines. Night of, you're winning by 100,000. Next day, you're losing by 3,000. Gateway pun at 11.30. Last week, attorney Sidney Powell joined Lou Dobbs to discuss the massive amount of fraud her team had uncovered in November in the November presidential election. During her discussion, Sidney Powell told Lou the Trump campaign had a witness in Arizona who said, listen now, listen, 35,000 votes were added to every Democratic candidate just to start off the voting. On Monday, during a hearing in Arizona, witnesses, witness Phil Waldrum, Colonel Phil Waldrum, alleged that the information was from a Pima County tech support provider. According to Waldron, the whistleblower who wanted to remain anonymous told him that he provided that information to the U.S. Department of Justice. Oh, yeah. Bill Barr said there's nothing going on, nothing to see here. Okay. According to Waldron, the email stipulated that Pima County and the Democratic Party added fraud votes in the initial vote-by-mail totals released at 8 p.m. on November 3rd. There were approximately 35,000 fraud votes added to each Democratic candidate, candidate's vote totals, he said, adding that the number was embedded in the vote totals. The same whistleblower then asserted that he went to, the, to a meeting with the Democratic Party in Pima County on September 10th that included a presentation about the embedded votes, adding that no phones or video recording devices were allowed, said Waldron. All right, praying medic, medic tweet. Here you go. Anonymous email from Pima County Tech provider alleging that 35,000 votes were given to all Democrat candidates in Pima County. Play a video for me. Please be advised that Pima County Recorder, located at 240 North Stone Avenue, Tucson, Arizona, uh, in Pima County, Arizona, and the Democratic Party added fraud votes in the initial count to the vote by mail totals released at 
8 p.m. on November 3rd, 2020. So this coincides with what we observed uh, in the data analytics at that eight, uh, that, that spike. We weren't aware of this until this email until after the fact. So there were approximately 35,000 fraud votes added to each Democratic candidate's vote totals. Candidates impacted uh, include county, state, and federal election candidates. Through the utilization of the automated ballot count machines in Pima County elections, which were not Dominion, but they had the same pretty much functionality. My understanding is that 35,000 uh, was embedded into each Democrat vote totals. Below were the meeting notes. In a meeting I was invited to by the Democrat Party in Pima County, Arizona, on September 10, 2020, no phones or recording devices were allowed. A presentation was given, including detailed plans to embed 35,000 in a spread configured distribution to each Democrat candidate's vote totals. When I asked how in the world that uh, will 35,000 votes be kept hidden from being discovered, it was stated that spread distribution will be embedded across the total registered voter range and will not exceed the registered vote count. And the 35,000 was determined allowable for Pima County based on our county registered vote count. It was also stated that total voter turnout versus total registered voters. All right, back to me. So you see these things? This is not fun and games. And you're hearing the absolute propaganda from the mainstream media and other Republicans, the ones that are like George W. Bush calling you up and saying, hey, Joe, congratulations on winning. Okay. They, they're just saying, you know what, there's nothing to overturn this election. Really? You, every Democrat in Arizona and Pima County started off with 35,000 votes. And you think that that's a blue state? You really think that Trump lost that state? I think he's down by like 13 or 14,000 votes. Joe Biden started off with 35,000 before he ever entered in the race. Absolute facts. Now, who will have the balls to do anything about it? That's the question. Will the Republicans in Arizona stand up and do something about it? Or will they be afraid that Jake Tapper will call them? You're messing with our election integrity. You're, you're, you're p- pulling at the very pins of our democracy. Who cares if it's fraud? That's like being in a football game. And the rules change as you go. Your opponent changes the rules as you go. They score a touchdown, it's worth 100 points. You score a touchdown, they just go, well, it's worth zero points. And you get beat 800 to nothing. But you go, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to attack the integrity of the game. There is no integrity in the game. There's no integrity in Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. None. None. Raffensperger in Georgia is a joke. Brian Kemp is a joke. They were both in on switching the systems in 2020 to Dominion, Kemp and Raffensperger. That's not conspiracy. It's absolute fact. All right, Michael Knowles, back to the other prong. It's actually Ben Shapiro on Michael Knowles' show from from Daily Wire. The other prong, we're being attacked with this COVID. They used COVID to manipulate this entire election. You could not pull off this many fraudulent, stupid ballots if you didn't have mass mail-in ballots where you had no voters, voters, no signature matching, no voter ID, no way of knowing anything about what's coming in. Mickey Mouse votes and Donald Duck votes. 
So this is the, the other problem. And, and they said, you know what? Can't get too close to the voter table. COVID, COVID. Can't fill out. You can't put too many poll workers in here. COVID, COVID. Funny how it all worked out. And also, on videos where you see poll workers being harassed by Democratic Party operatives, what do all the Democratic Party operatives have on their face? A mask, just like Antifa, just like BLM. They all have masks. How convenient is that too? Try to identify that on scant security footage. All right, so here's more on the COVID hypocrisy is fantastic. This is the stuff I love the most because it absolutely exposes them. Play it for me. Because Gavin Newsom decided that it was well worthwhile to hang out at a French restaurant, a fancy French restaurant, no less, with members of the California Medical Association. This was not socially distanced. He was not wearing a mask. He was just enjoying himself at like $400 a plate. And the pictures are absolutely stunning. He had to apologize after doing a birthday dinner for a well-known lobbyist named Jason Kinney. It's been picked up all over the place. They were close together, right next to each other. The people sitting next to him included Janice Norman, a top lobbyist for the California Medical Association, as well as the CEO of the California Medical Association, (laughs) Dustin Corcoran. No one at the table is wearing a mask or socially distancing, even though there's been a huge ad campaign and a huge push from the state government. And this forced Gavin Newsom to actually apologize for a quote-unquote bad mistake. Uh, Back to me. So your life is in jeopardy. They're telling you all the time, you're costing people their lives. You're costing people their lives. If you go out and you're not wearing a mask, you are costing people their lives. They said that at the polls too, where they're counting votes. They said that to Republican poll watchers. You're costing people their lives by by coming too close to us. You're costing the that's that's the, that's what they put out. This whole this whole COVID thing is communist, socialist, democratic party propaganda. How much of it have you bought into? Are you wearing a mask? Are you social distancing? If you are, you're corrupted. You're corrupted. Understand that churchgoer. Understand that pastor. These are the people that told you to do it. Did Gavin Newsom care? Who's he sitting next to? I got the names here. Janice Norman top lobbyist for the California Medical Association. Sitting right next, he's as close to Gavin Newsom as my hand is to my face. And they're telling you, you're going to kill people, shut your church down, and you do it? Why? I mock these people. The Lord sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I mock these people. They're a bunch of lying hypocrites. Who else was sitting right next to old Gavi? Gavi, who shuts down his state, is absolutely in a war against God. He also said, uh, uh, Dustin Corcoran, the CEO of the California Medical Association, is sitting at this table, and they're the ones putting out all the propaganda. No more outdoor eating. Uh, Cancel Thanksgiving. And you got Garcetti, that Garcetti and Newsom, just like this. Cancel everything. What are they canceling? London Breed was there the next night. London Breed, mayor of San Francisco, shut everything down. People are leaving there in droves. They can't make a living. People have, been, listen, you're like, well, tough, you know, tough crap on all those people. In some ways, I agree with you. They voted them in. I only care about the conservatives because the Democrats voted in London Breed, an absolute baby butchering monstrosity. These are the people that are dictating you, Christian, who are wearing a mask. You're walking around Walmart with a mask on. Why? Because these people told you to do it. They are doing it. They're so scared of it that they themselves don't even care about it. All right, next video, 341. Back in California, 
Eric Garcetti. So Eric Garcetti actually suggested and put in place a policy whereby if non-essential businesses were open during the pandemic, this is in the early months, he would shut off water and power. We're still getting reports each day of non-essential businesses that continue to operate as normal. This behavior is irresponsible and selfish. So if you know of a shop that's failing to do as asked, give them a call and ask them to do what's required. Remind them, and if they won't, refer them. Because if we see continued non-compliance, they'll wind up facing misdemeanor charge, and DWP will step in and shut off their water and power. That did not stop Eric Garcetti from showing up maskless to a Black Lives Matter protest, because as we know, this is the most woke virus in the history of the world. It is so woke. I mean, if you were protesting for social justice, you were fine. In fact, it was very important. We were told by public health officials, racism was a public health problem that was more of a public health problem, in fact, than COVID itself. If, however, you were going to church, that was a whole different story. Then there was Senator- All right, Diane. next one, Aaron, 511. Perhaps the greatest hypocrite throughout all of this is Lori Lightfoot. So Lori Lightfoot has been calling out people for not wearing masks, and uh, she, she's called out people uh, who have not engaged in the lockdowns, but she went over to the hairstylist, and um, she then defended it. She said it was an essential service. She said it was very important. I'm the public face of the city. I'm on national <laughs> media. And Rewind it. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I can't help it. And, you know, it, you try to be as sweet as you can be, but I'm the public face, and that's why I have to get a haircut. I mean, I just, that, that first line absolutely kills me. Play it again. But she went over to the hairstylist, <laughs> and um, she then defended it. She said it was an essential service. She said it was very important. I'm the public face of the city. I'm on national media and I'm out in the public eye. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. I'm not able to do that myself. And so I got a haircut. She said, I think what people so, know. Back to me. So what's good for thee is not good for me. Once again, next one, Aaron, 630. And there's Nancy Pelosi. So Nancy Pelosi has had herself quite a pandemic. So she has suggested lockdown policies. She's done a lot of the mask shaming. But of course, she lives a high life. I mean, she, she's lived high on the hog here. She's stood in front of a refrigerator eating ice cream while telling people that COVID relief, well, you know, if it got held up a little bit, was that really that big a deal? Here she was eating her $20 gelato in front of her $20,000 refrigerator talking about how people don't really need COVID relief. Chocolate candy. <laughs> oh, wow. And... This is, this is something you can get through the mail. Oh, my. Wow. Other people in our family go for some other flavors, but chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. Aaron, freeze that for <laughs> yeah, right but that there. wasn't the extent of Bring it back to me. Just freeze it and bring it back to me. You don't have to rewind it. Just bring it back to me. Now, I want you to keep in mind, if she's showing everybody her $20,000 freezer and her gourmet ice cream, myriads, tens of thousands of people that live that are her constituency that live in her jurisdiction are losing their jobs this is absolutely right out of the pravda communist politburo manual every the, she's nancy pelosi is worth 69 million dollars and she shuts down people's ability to make 50 to 100 grand she doesn't care at all look at her play it again or just play where you're right where you're at her. for some other flavors but chocolate and then we have some other chocolate here <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't the extent of nancy pelosi's ridiculousness then she was caught on tape maskless at the hair salon so like Lori lightfoot she needed that haircut and she needed that haircut right now 
right now. Of course, this was after she had suggested that the president and VP needed to wear masks in order to set an example. And after she suggested in June that if you're going to wear a mask, it's about protecting other people. Unless you're going to the hair salon, in which case, you know, you're, you're basically good. Is it time to mandate the wearing of masks across the country? I definitely long overdue for that. And my understanding <laughs> that the Centers for Disease Control has recommended the use of masks, but not de demand, uh, required it because they don't want to offend the president. And the president should be example. You know, real men wear masks. Bring it back to me real quick. You have to be absolutely pathological to be that big of a hypocrite and speak it with such conviction. Oh, way past time. When she herself doesn't wear one in public. Why is she not afraid of COVID? She's 70-something years old. She's allegedly in the high-risk group, but she doesn't care. She's parading about her hair salon. I know the whole hair salon is old news, but I wanted you to see a long list of hypocrisy. Play it for me. Be an example to the country uh, and wear the mask. Not only to it's not about protecting yourself. It's about protecting others. In fact, in July, Nancy Pelosi declared that there would be a mask mandate in the House. Members and staff will be required to wear masks at all times in the hall of the House, except that members may remove their masks temporarily when recognized. The chair expects all members and staff to oh. adhere to this requirement as a sign of respect for the health, oh. safety, and well-being of Except others haircut, present right, in the chamber and surrounding areas. Hey, now we move to Bill de Blasio. All right, let's Back go. Yeah, next. Oh, you can go right to it, Aaron. 845. It actually ran right into it. So Bill de Blasio has presided over a disaster area in New York and repeatedly violated his own rules. So in the middle of March, right, as the shutdowns were first hitting, de Blasio violated his own government recommendations and went to the gym in Brooklyn. I did not for a moment think there was anything problematic because I knew the dynamics. And again, I have to stay healthy so I can make the decisions for the people of the city. In November, in the middle of the pandemic, he then went out in the streets and was celebrating Joe Biden's apparent victory. It's liberation. It's just joyous. People have felt this weight and a sense of we're divided and we, we shouldn't be that way. And now there's a feeling yeah, that anything's possible. I want to ask the Christians, just leave it right up here and you leave it right on the screen. Christians, how are you led by people like this? How do you look like this? Tom, why are you picking on Christians? Because judgment begins at the house of the Lord. How are you led by people like this? Play it for me. That we can heal again, that we can move forward. And, and look, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris did something amazing. This is turning out to be yeah, a huge off the victory fraud in history. all over the country. But it's also the beginning of the healing. That's what we need in this country, this city, everywhere. But now, here's the thing, de Blasio wants all the dining to close. The dining has to close up again. I'm being very straightforward to all the folks. I've heard the comments about, you know, how could indoor dining still be open in gyms? And I wish they could stay open. I really do, because I feel for the business owners. I feel oh, yeah. for the people who have put their lives into building up a business. I feel for the people who care about those businesses. But, Ruben, it's not, it's not if, it's when. And by any normal count, just looking at the state's own number system, uh, we're talking a week or two before we're in that orange zone status. I bring back to me real quick here before the last one. Let me ask you this. Do you think that that would be the case if it was him that was about to lose all of his income? You know, when they voted in, people like him voted in Obamacare. What was the first thing they did right after they had voted in Obamacare using the system of reconciliation? How, how did they do it? What did, what did they do right after they used reconciliation to get in Obamacare? What did all the Democrats do? exempted themselves from Obamacare. 
just like this. If this landed on his doorstep, which, which eventually it will because he gets paid by tax dollars from the businesses that he's closing down. Eventually you print up so much money, which is what's going on. Republicans and Democrats right now are both saying out loud, well, they're holding us the latest relief package back. Well, no, they're, they're holding us back from the greatest relief, the newest relief package. There should be no relief package. Open up the freaking businesses. I mean, we're $27.8 trillion in debt. And you want to print more money? and send, You know the Federal Reserve buys $9 billion a day of our debt right now? And you want to print more out for some sort of, of COVID relief package? See, it hasn't landed on his doorstep. When did we get hyperinflation, which is what happened in Venezuela? by printing money over and over again, which is what we're doing, then his salary, which is a couple hundred grand a year, when it's now worth about 200 bucks a year, then he might change. And then it's over by that point. The more you listen to these people. Listen, everybody thought Michael Moore, Sean Penn, they all thought Hugo Chavez was the greatest thing in the world, right? They were down there visiting with him. This man has the answers until it's too late to change it. Play the last one for me. ...of the rules. And why don't we head on over to Pennsylvania? where Dr. Rachel Levine is the Pennsylvania Health Secretary. And Dr. Levine announced a robust universal testing strategy for residents and staff in the state's nursing homes. Suggested that everything is good. This is as of May 12th, that the nursing homes were safe. We have a robust testing regimen. Everything is fine. Then it turns out that Dr. Rachel Levine had removed Dr. Levine's mother from personal home care after the COVID cases were reported there. So it was good to be in a nursing home if you were not Dr. Levine's mom. If you're Dr. Levine's mom, then you get to leave. My mother actually is is a resident of a personal care home, uh, not His a nursing home. His name is Richard and, Levine, uh, by the way. That is regulated by That's the Department Richie. of Human Services, not the Department of Health. My mother requested, and my sister and I, as her children, complied to move her to another location during the COVID-19 outbreak. My mother is 95 years old. She is very intelligent and more than competent to make her own decisions. I remain committed to protecting residents in Pennsylvania, wherever they live and wherever they go. Good times, good times. All right, back to me. There's a prime example. That's the person that you want to be in charge of you. Hey, Aaron, can you flip back to that? Roll it back like 10 seconds. There you go. Just throw that picture back To protecting residents. Freeze it. There, you want, that, you want that guy calling himself? His name is Richard Levine. He's renamed himself Rachel Levine. Pulled his mother out of the nursing homes right before they in- implemented their policy, Tommy Wolf and her of putting COVID-infected patients in nursing homes. The same policy that Gavin Newsom did. Same policy that Phil Murphy did in New Jersey. Same policy that Andrew Cuomo did in New York. Same policy that Gretchen Whitmer did in Michigan in putting in infected patients into nursing homes. All right, Ian Miller tweet. I can't believe we're still hearing this not enough people are wearing masks nonsense. This data is from a few days ago, but in order to think usage is an explanation, you'd have to think that people aren't complying and check check notes every single state with a mandate. We put it up for me. There you go. Mask mandates. Look how everybody goes wherever they were implemented. New Jersey went up. Connecticut went up. Everybody, whenever they implemented a mask mandate. And now I want you to see that curve. That curve should look eerily familiar to you. It's the same way every flu season, every cold season. That's why we don't have any excess deaths. All right, next one. Ian Miller. 
You got to get on, get with this guy on on uh, Twitter. He's awesome. So here, our neighboring states, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, they all mandated masks at completely different times, literally all months apart, and yet they follow nearly the exact same curve. Wonder how that happened. There you go. <laughs> different mask mandates at different times. New Mexico implemented their mask mandate May 16th. Colorado, July 17th, Utah finally capitulated November 9th like a good capitulating ankle-grabbing governor, like, you know, he's a Republican, that he is. And look at the curve. Now, do you remember the curve? Aaron, do you have the previous graph that you can throw right back up there? Here's the previous curve. There it is. Same exact thing. Go back to the other one. There you go. One more time, flip them. Right there. Right there. No matter where you go, that's what the curve. You can do all the masking and locking down you want. That's what the curve will. There you go. <laughs> West Virginia, it, you're Aaron, you are the best. Seriously. That's exactly how it will go every stinking time. Every time it goes exactly like that. All right. A couple more Ian Miller tweets. I continue to be astounded at the ability of media and CDC to ignore reality. Here are hospitalizations in three of the most science, quote-unquote, following major states, Illinois, New Jersey, California, since Florida removed most restrictions on 925. But sure, interventions actually work. There you go. <laughs> Look how great everything's working. Florida removed all restrictions in September. And look at, how, look at the differences. And this is hospitalizations. Look at it. And people are following this. Christians are following this. Republicans are following this. Pastors of churches are following these idiots. Why don't you educate yourself and being instead of being destroyed for lack of knowledge? All right, another Ian Miller tweet. We can do a CDC level analysis. Increases in hospitalizations since 925 in Florida removed most of their restrictions. Limited enforcement. Illinois. Plus 258 per seat. Put the graph up. Oh, is that, oh is that, I don't have the graph for that. No, I don't have the graph for it. Never mind. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, haven't updated this in nearly a month, Ian, Ian Miller wrote. But, yep, same story. Sweden had an increase, but it's still nowhere near the levels that the countries with incredibly high mask compliance have reached. Still haven't heard a good explanation for how this is possible if masks save lives. All right, put it up. Here you go. There's your comparison. Where's Sweden at? Oh, way down at the bottom. Look at that. Look at the numbers in comparison. 98.4%, 93.4%. It's the same old curve. There was the curve. It goes away. It shoots back up just like it does every flu season. All right, listen to this. Switching back to the other pronged attack. I just want to put out little bits and pieces of information. You've got to look up the name. Lord Mullock Brown, you've got to look up. This is a globalist assault on America. The COVID-19 response, I hear it over and over again. I hear people say, COVID-19 has caused this. COVID-19 has caused that. This Don't even call it a pandemic. It's not. In order for it to be a pandemic, we'd have to have excess deaths. We do not. According to Johns Hopkins Medical Center, we do not have it. So it's not a pandemic. Every year, 2.7 to 2.9 million Americans die. We will have the exact same number this year. They're just redistributing deaths. That's all they're doing. This, it's not. I get sick of it. I hear people say it. 
Again, even big name people that I love that are conservatives. This pandemic has done this in these times, in these different times. They're not different times. Look at me. They're not different times. It's just the response to it. That's all that it is. It's the response to it. And you need to know names like this. It's a globalist assault on America. The response to COVID-19 that's been peddled out to you is a globalist attack on America. People think it's all the Chinese. Listen, the globalists are attacking the Chinese too. The Chinese are horrific. The Chinese leadership are horrific, horrible, demonic people. But the globalists want to take China down too. They want a one world, new world order. That's what they want. Well, where do you go? That's a conspiracy theory. How can you say that when you go to church? How can you say that if you actually read your Bible? This will happen. We need, we need to James 4, 7 this thing. Resist the devil and he'll flee from us. Resist means to actively fight against. But listen for names like this. Lord Mullock Brown in 2014 became the chairman of the board of SGO Corporation Limited, a holding company based in London. Watch London. Watch it. You think the British are that strong of an ally of ours? They're not. Watch them. Based in London. Where did Christopher Steele come from? Yeah. Five Eyes, Australia. New Zealand, America, England, Canada. Watch them. Based in London, whose primary asset, Lloyd Mullock Brown's primary asset is Smartmatic Electronic Voting Machine Technology. Lord Mollick Brown is a member of the British House of Lords and a former vice chairman of George Soros's investment funds and former vice president of the World Bank. Watch London. All right, I want to do this with you. <clears throat> I wanted to give you a reminder. This is an older, this is an older video. It's about two minutes long. I want you to remember what our battle is for and who our battle is is against. Play it for me. And the, uh, uh, the technician goes and procures the tissue. And the technician then goes to procure yes. the tissue. Uh, in a situation where uh, the fetus falls out, does the same thing happen? Certainly. Okay. Uh, when the fetus falls out, uh, is anything done to the fetus uh, no. by the surgeon in your no. estimation? Is the entire fetus intact in the lab when um, the procurement technician enters the lab? Yes. Here, freeze that for me. Very back to me real quick. I just want you to know what we're talking about here. This is the harvesting of organs and tissue from aborted babies. This is the company called Advanced Biosur science resources they were put under oath and finally had to tell the truth after Planned Parenthood for years and years has said that they don't sell body parts this is the person being asked about how they harvest them listen very closely to the heartbeat section play it for me. Um, how does a tissue procurement occur in one of these situations when the entire fetus is intact in the lab do we do dissection and, and just to be clear, you do dissection to obtain the tissues that are on the list for the day? We 
do dissection to get the tissues that the researchers have requested, yeah. They, they are, uh, I mean, they have a, a heartbeat, don't they, at the point they would fall out? Uh, you know, objection. This, this witness isn't in the room when that happens. This witness is not a doctor. This witness is not I'm here not to testify about m the medical or biological conditions of the fetus when it comes, when it's eliminated from the, the mother. And by not alive, uh, do you mean that uh, they were not moving? Correct. And, and do you mean that they did not have a heartbeat? It would depend. Okay. And when you say it would depend, what do you mean? There are, I can see hearts that are in, not in an intact uh, POC, that are beating independently. Oh. Right back to me. There you go. Let's harvest babies when the heart's still beating. Let's harvest organs and tissue off of babies when their hearts are still beating. That is why I care about this election. That is why. If you were to, if you were to sum it all up into one category, that is why I care. The souls of those that will cry out from under the altar of God. Why didn't you do something about it? And we have Christians that basically look like Democrats. You don't say anything from your pulpits about any of this. You don't preach the Bible. As soon as Anthony Fauci says to close your church, you close it. We are fighting against this globalist system. I wanted to put the most serious first and the, and the second most serious, serious second. Let's look at the financial situation. This is one of the greatest mini speeches I've ever heard. It's less than two minutes long. You've got to hear it about our current economic system. This, this video comes from about three years ago, but it's about our current economic system. Play it for me. Uh, well, um, I'm a baby boomer. I was born just after the war. Uh, we've had probably, we've probably uh, had the longest period of peace and prosperity uh, globally, uh, I would say, uh, from that time. I've put a little bit of modest money away so I can hand something down to my family when I pass on, largely because I've never spent more money than I've earned, and I've been prudent, and I've worked moderately hard. Now, it always seems to me as a complete surprise to politicians how countries get in debt. Let me explain, because I don't think you really understand it. It's because politicians consistently spend more money than they raise in taxation, more money than they can possibly raise in taxation, most of which, in point of fact, they actually waste. The reason we're talking about countries which are broke, and they are broke, is because they're ridiculous, ineffective, ignorant politicians consistently spend more money than they can raise, and then they borrow, and they borrow, and worse, they then print money because politicians and their central banks have a machine which prints money. You do that as a private citizen, and it's a criminal offence. You would go to prison for doing that, and politicians and their central banks do it all the time. Let me explain to you that these countries are broke, and they're broke because of their own stupid leadership and politicians, and it's immoral, immoral, to ask ordinary taxpayers of any country to pick up the tab for failed politicians and failed banks. 
They are defaulted. They're broke. For God's sake, let's all of us admit it. So we want to keep on printing out government checks for COVID relief when we're $28 trillion in debt? We want to keep doing that? Are we sure? Breaking 9-11 tweet. Again, who are we fighting against here? We're fighting against evil. Senator Chuck Schumer being one of the, one of the most evil men in America says he backs Biden's plan to give transgender students access to sports bathrooms. How you like that, Christian parent? How you like that? Do you look like that guy wearing a mask right now? You're one in the same. Access to sports bathrooms, locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity. Now, you know how this is going to go, right? You know how this is going to There won't be any women trying to get into the men's locker room. You know it won't ever go that way. You never find a perv woman trying to get into a man's restroom, ever. You know how this is going to go. But here's Chucky Schumer. Play it for me. Last one. Joe Biden said that on his first day of office, he will give transgender students access to sports, bathrooms, and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity in all federally funded schools. Do you think he has the ability to do this, and do you agree with this decision? I agree with the decision, and I know he'll check things out thoroughly legally. Thank you. There you go. So you got men can just walk right into a, you know, I've decided to identify as a female volleyball player, so I want free access. I want to shower with your daughter. That's, that's the Democratic Party. That is the Democratic Party. A male athlete, you know what? I decided I'm a female athlete, and now I'm going to shower with your daughter. And if you say anything about it, we're going to kick you off the team. And Christians, you look like the masked idiot. At the time, those are two separate things. They're not. They're both equal lies. A man is a man. A woman is a woman. A mask does nothing. If you're wearing a mask, you're a capitulator to lies. No different than a man calling himself a woman like Rachel Levine earlier. Understand you've let the liar in the door. Understand that all you conservatives, well, we need to reopen safely. That's bull crap. It's bull crap. You've let Satan in the door. Well, I think we can be reasonable. There's another lie. You know what's reasonable? Open the freaking businesses. That's reasonable. You know what's reasonable? If you if you have a penis, you stay out of the woman's locker room. That's reasonable. That's not the Democratic Party. And you got this capitulating, worthless, weak-kneed Republicans. You know, we just need to move on. Trump lost. They're they're just cowards. Absolute cowards. Breitbart News tweet. A video has emerged showing Democratic Georgia Senate. This guy's a real gem. How in the world did this guy get in the runoff? Candidate Reverend, oh my, baby butchering, pro-gay Reverend Warnock, pro-socialist, 100 million people have died because of socialism. Socialist Reverend Raphael Warnock mocking churchgoers for wanting to defend themselves with guns. Play it for me. And so somebody decided that they had a bright idea to pass a piece of legislation that will allow for guns and concealed weapons to be carried in churches. Amen. Have you ever been to All a church in. meeting? That's the last place. <laughs> Finally got a, about a second later, had a clear shot, and I took the shot. The shooter went down. There's a man in black tactical gear shooting up the Baptist church. Those people are my friends. Those people 
When I opened up the safe, I pulled out an AR-15. You ever been to a church meeting? That's the last place. <laughs> oh, Tom, how could you put the NRA? I love the NRA. Love them. Love the NRA. No problem whatsoever. Guy says there's no place in a church. With, uh, there's no place in church for guns. Plenty in mine. You want to bring your gun to church as long as you're a lawful concealed carry permit holder? Come on in. Absolutely welcome. Trump team tweet via Gateway Pundit. Video footage from Georgia shows suitcases filled with ballots. Lo and behold, pulled from under a table after, keep in mind this video is after, supervisors told poll workers to leave room. Four people stayed behind. But I bet you that's when the pipe broke. And four people stayed behind to keep counting votes. Play it for me. At about 8 o'clock in the morning, and we're going to roll this back and show it to you. There you go. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Hold on, stay with it. Yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in, in the red. There, there he goes. So he just pulled one out. There he is, Mr. Orange. So what are these ballots doing there, separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? Is the question. So these machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple, multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules, to supervise the tabulation? We believe that could easily be and probably is certainly beyond the margin of victory in this race. Oh, way beyond. You're looking, you bring it back to me, you're looking at tens of thousands. Trump's down by like 12 or 13,000, Georgia, 10,000, whatever it is. I can't remember because it changed. It's changed a couple times. Explain to me how they're pulling ballots. They clear the room and then start pulling ballots. Explain to me, Democrats, Jake Tapper, Brian Stelter. Explain to me how there's any integrity behind all this and explain to me how we shouldn't be suspicious. Anybody. Explain to me then, capitulating Republicans and coward Republicans, explain to me how we shouldn't be looking into this. All right, let's go through a Kyle Becker montage from, tw from Twitter. Number three, he earned the highest share. Donald Trump earned the highest share of all minority votes from a Republican since 1960. Trump grew his support among black voters by 50% <coughs> over 2016. Joe Biden's black support fell well below 90%, the level below which Democratic presidential candidates usually lose. Trump increased his share of the national Hispanic vote to 35% with 60% or less of the national Hispanic vote. It is a... a uh, arithmetic, uh, oh gosh, error, how do you say that? Arithmetically? Arithmetically, arithmetically. 
impossible for a Democratic presidential candidate to win Florida, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico. And allegedly, Biden won all those states and got 80 million votes. Sorry, I, blip, I blitzed out the front part of this when I copied it, but I got it here. Number seven. Yet Biden leads in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin because of an apparent avalanche of black votes, even though he fell beyond below historic norms. That's me putting in my own verbiage here. Below historic norms, usually they get 90 percent of the black vote. Biden was well below 90 percent of the black vote. But somehow in only these five cities, he receives historic black votes in Detroit, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. I'll put the extra ones in there. Biden's winning margin was derived almost entirely from such votes in these cities. Number eight, as coincidentally, his black vote spiked only in exactly the locations necessary to secure victory. He did not receive comparable levels of support among comparable Democratic groups, dem, uh, demographic groups in comparable states, which is highly unusual for a presidential victor. There you go. Number nine. We are told that Biden won more votes nationally than any presidential candidate in history, but he won a record low, get these numbers now, of 17% of counties. He only won 524 counties. Listen now, as opposed to 873 counties. I got it wrong early. earlier. He won 340 less counties than Obama. I said 200. 340 less counties than Obama, and allegedly he got 80 million votes, yet Biden somehow outdid Obama in total votes? Absolute impossibility. This is not evidence of election fraud. This is election fraud. Real, I call these quick hitters from the Gateway Pundit. Breaking Georgia update, judge issues restraining order for 10 days, preventing defendants from destroying or erasing Dominion voting machines. Why would you want to erase them? If you, if you care about, you, they're attacking us, you're attacking the integrity of our elections. Then why, do you, why are you the one trying to erase Dominion voting machines? Rigged election. Biden won 477 counties versus Obama, who had won 689. They got a different number here. Yet, yet Biden magically gained 13 million more votes than Obama. Confirmed the number of uh, indefinitely confined Wisconsin voters. What, are they, what does that mean? Indefinitely confined Wisconsin voters. If I have time, I'll break this down for you in a little bit. People who are at home, they cannot leave their home. They're like paraplegic uh, on, in hospice. They cannot leave their home and are indefinitely confined. The number of indefinitely confined Wisconsin voters who can vote without IDs, you don't have to give an ID, increased from 60,000 in 2016 to over 200,000 in 2020. 200,000 in 2020. It's like in Maricopa County, Arizona. In 2016, they had 158 ballots where people didn't put their date of birth, their address, that were kicked, they, they, they helped them or whatever, changed it. How many of those came in this year? 13,000. 158 to 13,000, 60,000 to 200,000. These votes skyrocketed from around 60,000 in 2016 to 240,000. 240,000 this year. The total number in, of indefinite, of Inde- uh, indefinitely confined voters in Wisconsin now stands at 243,900. Last year, the total number was 72,000. And they enjoyed, they're the only voters in Wisconsin that could vote with no ID. Lo and behold, how that worked out, huh? And they're the ones too. Those are the ballots that had the same signature on each and every ballot, by the way. Facts. 
Gateway Pundit. Another fun fraud fact. Try to say that real fast. Fun fraud fact. Fact. Woo. All 900 ballots. Get this now. Fulton County, that's Atlanta. All 900 military ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, went to Joe Biden. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here's another one. Hundreds of millions of dollars spent on Dominion voting machines in numerous swing states. When? Right before the 2020 election. That's a shock, isn't it? That includes Pennsylvania, by the way, where Tommy Wolf, governor of Pennsylvania, for some reason magically mandated Dominion voting machines for the 2020 election. What a shock. Here's another one. Unsupervised election workers messed with voting machines in Georgia after false claim of water main break sent people home. Giuliani, here's another one. Giuliani points out major problem with mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania. Only one point, get the numbers now, listen closely. Only 1.8 mail, 1.8 million mail-in ballots were sent out, but 2.5 million were counted. That's impossible. See, people are like, this election will never be thrown out. It should be thrown out all over the place. This is how it works. If you have 200,000 people in your county and 300,000 people voted, that county's out. They're like, oh no, it's just great voter turnout. That's impossible. You can't have more than 100% voter turnout. That's not allowed. You have to register to be an eligible voter. You have to register 30 days prior to the election. You cannot have 300,000 people show up in a 200,000 member district and call that great voter turnout. That's what the Democrats are doing right now. That's going on all over the place. Judicial Watch did it in 39 states. They found in 27 of the 39 states, they had double the amount of people. They found in 353 counties over 27 states. 353 counties had double the amount of people show up that are eligible to vote and cast ballots. Three, uh, double the amount of people voted than, are, than who are eligible to vote. All of those counties are in out. They are thrown out. They need to be thrown out. Why does anybody not say that out loud? Throw them out. Trump wins. You can't have, listen, you hear this? They sent out 1.8 million mail-in ballots were sent out. But 2.5 million were counted. 700,000 in a state where Trump is down by 100,000 votes. I wonder where all those, I wonder where those 700,000 went. Got any guesses? I do. I've got some guesses on that. All right, Matt Brainer tweet. Update, sample of postal facilities, USPS, FedEx, UPS, addresses disguised as apartments, etc. in Georgia. I will release the full data set for Georgia and Pennsylvania with the package. That includes the survey top lines. Look at this. Look there. Those are all P.O. boxes renamed apartment numbers. That is illegal. Those votes are out. See, all of Pennsylvania, because they had more, not all of Pennsylvania, all of Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, where, the, where they, they didn't let 600,000 people, they let 600,000 ballots be counted, basically all for Joe Biden. Remember that? That was testified to in Philadelphia. They had 600, it was 573,000 votes. And voter, big giant voter dumps came in. 573,000 votes came in and big giant dumps of ballots. 
and 570,000 of them for, for Joe Biden, 3,000 for Trump. Those are out. None of them were supervised. That's illegal. That's against state law. That, those precincts that were involved in that, all those votes are out. Trump wins in a landslide, as he should have, because you'd never have 573,000 votes, and 570,000 of the 573 are for one candidate. That's impossible. All right, Tony Plohetsky tweet. This is a classic. Austin Mayor, there he is with his goofy face. People need to stop wearing those ear things. Man, we need to go back to something else. Austin Mayor Steve Adler told the public to stay home if you can. I love that. This is not the time to relax, he said. In a November 9th Facebook video, he did not disclose that he was, at the time, at a timeshare in Cabo San Lucas. After flying on a private jet with eight family members and guests, here we are once again, a, a firm COVID advocate. You wear, remember what they want now. They want three things. They want you to be masked. They want you to be distanced and they want you to be controlled. But what's good for you is not good for them. What's good for thee is not good for me. He goes and violates all of his COVID rules. He's going and eating his Thanksgiving. First of all, he flies jam-packed in some cabin somewhere with eight other people who he doesn't live with, goes off and does exactly what he tells everybody else not to do. Another Democrat. Church, church, church pastors. You sure you want to be having, doing, you want to be implementing, you want to be espousing their verbiage? No touch services, alcohol stations everywhere. It's all a stinking, smelling, rotting lie. Omnip, uh, omnipotent, moral, busybody tweet. Try to say that real fast, too. Autumn peak of COVID-19. Cases, 100,000. Iowa, November 14th. Uh, November 16th, Wisconsin. Bunch of different. I won't go through everyone. Even with different restrictions enacted at different times, all seven states peaked at the same week. It doesn't matter what you do. You got the, uh, is that it we have or do you have the graph? Well, you can kind of see it then. I I put the graphs in for some reason. Some of the stuff did not show up on our on our gear tonight for some reason. All right, Ian Miller tweet. The latest round of pseudoscientific interventions from Los Angeles County Public Health is going well so far. Here it is. Do you have the graph or no? There it is. Here's here, here's how they do here's here's what they're doing. They got their mass mandate from April 30th, outside mass mandate May 14th. Look how well the numbers went after that. And you got Garcetti prays. Garcetti does a prayer. You know, he's fine with butchering the unborn, but he prays on June 2nd and look where the, put it back up there and look where the cases go way up there. And then it go they go down and then you got LA County blueprint for a safer economy. So they put that in along with their mask mandates and lockdowns. And now look where cases are pseudo scientific interventions at their finest. Absolute. Oh, did you find it? Oh, here's the graph from before we were looking for. These are from the, uh, what's the states? Well, Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, all implemented their mass mandates and lockdowns. I got the, there's the states up there. Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Wisconsin, Missouri, Minnesota. Look at, they all implemented all of their totalitarian COVID measures at different times, different places, and in different ways. And look at how it all turns out. Remember that similar curve? That we've shown you on a bunch of different graphs tonight, right? There it is. Same curve everywhere, every time. It doesn't, there you go. Everywhere, every time, nothing changes. You know why? Because it's a virus. 
And unless you're binding it from your body via the power of the Holy Spirit, people are going to get it. Simple as that. Here we go. Team Trump tweet. Corroborated witness uh, testimony. 130,000 to 280,000 completed ballots were shipped from Bethpage, New York to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The ballots and trailer then disappeared. Play the video for me. This evidence demonstrates, and it's through eyewitness testimony that's been corroborated by others through their eyewitness statements, that 130,000 to 280,000 completed ballots for the 2020 general election were shipped from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where those ballots and the trailer in which they were shipped disappeared. Woo! Let's play that next one. Um, let me see what I got. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, what we're going to do is skip that one, Aaron. Go to the Jesse Morgan truck driver. Connects right with that one. Play it for me. What happened on October 21st, was a series of unusual events that cannot be a coincidence. I know I saw ballots with return addresses filled out, thousands of them, thousands, loaded onto my trailer in New York and headed for Pennsylvania. At first, I didn't think it was a big deal. In fact, I thought it was really awesome. I was, I really did. I was like, sweet, I'm doing something for the presidential race. You know, this is cool. <clears throat> but as things became weirder, I got to thinking and wondered why I was driving complete ballots from New York to Pennsylvania. I didn't know. I didn't know why, so I decided to speak up. And that's what I'm doing today. Now you bring it back to me. 24 pallets, by the way. 24 pallets of completed, completed ballots driven for some unknown reason from Bethpage, New York to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Where are all the problems right now? Uh, Pennsylvania. Sydney Powell tweet. Illegal money for votes. Raffles conducted in several states. There you go. You vote. You get the money. Show me the money, baby. Vote, and you get the money. Crab crawler tweet. Rep. Cynthia A. Johnson accuses witness in Michigan State Senate Committee on Oversight lying of lying about her testimony. Reference 2020 election fraud. Her response is a mic drop moment. If it is truth, you can ask me in the middle of the night, and it will still be the same. Play the video for me. Order. What right. the concerns are... Typical order. Democrat behaving like a typical Democrat. A point of order? Yes. What is your point of order? Point of order is to have them under oath. You're out of order. As I've said, this that is something happen. that is not done here in this state. Um, it's really only <laughs> worry about state law, lady. Uh, it may not be not done under court. the state, this but you're allowing people to come in here and lie, and I know they're lying. Representative, uh, you're out of order. I've given, I've indulged you, but you're out of order, and we're going to move on. Um, on behalf of my witnesses, I would like to point out that every single witness we've presented here has sworn an affidavit as to all of these facts. And so. Representative, please, uh, I gave you some room there, but we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to go May, may I say something, please? Sure. 
if that is what you want me to do, I would do it. And I will still repeat the exact same thing I watched. And you know what? I also want to say one thing. If it is a lie, it may change because a liar has to have a lot of memory power. If it is truth, you can ask me in the middle of the night, it will still be the same. All right, I'm going to take... All right, virtual Southern Rebel tweet. Democrat, this was the lady that was yelling there. C.A. Johnson on Michigan House Oversight Committee was given one question to ask the witness by the chair. Johnson asked what her full name was, even her maiden name. Clear case of doxing and intimidation. Not a surprise. And once again, I want to ask, if everybody's lying according to C.A. Johnson there, she said everybody's lying, right? Where are the counteracting affidavits then? If, if poll workers weren't removed from the poll sites, from where they were counting ballots, if they weren't removed physically, if they weren't intimidated, if they weren't moved into corrals, all of which are facts, they were, where, where they weren't moved away, and then when they came back, all the windows were blocked, which all happened, then where are the count? Why wouldn't the people who were there, you know, the Democrats who were there, why aren't they filling out affidavits that, say, that, are, that are saying that none of these things actually happened? Why aren't they filling them out? Because they don't want to commit perjury. That's why. They don't want to be sitting in front of Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and have to answer for their lies. They're willing to back Biden to a point, but not to commit crimes. I'm, at least that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping. All right, from the Gateway Pundit, November 25th, the 21-year-old, listen to this now, electronic intelligence analyst under the 30, 305th military intelligence with experience gathering SAM missile system electronic intelligence signed a declaration of evidence for attorney Sidney Powell in her investigation of the massive fraud in the 2020 presidential election. The declaration from an active duty military analyst was made public this week. The young analyst says that within five days of the election, he, she was able to connect dominionvotingsystems.com, which is Dominion's proprietary URL, to Belgrade, Iran, and China, and a democratic organization called indivisible.org. Here's a natty tweet. Breaking Arizona hearing. Are you willing to say under oath that you've seen the connection to the internet? That you've seen it, seen it gone offshore to Frankfurt, Germany. Colonel Waldron, yes. Our white hat hackers, they have, they have that traffic and packets. Play the video for me. When we were talking about it was Mr. Krebs. Krebs, is that correct? Correct. Okay. He stated the most secure election in history. He stated uh, we're not connected to the internet. He stated, no votes leave this country. This is all things he's stated. He stated publicly. So he says a website, correct? Right. So are you willing to say under oath that you have seen the connection to the Internet? You have seen it go offshore to Germany, Frankfurt. Are these things that you have personally seen and can say that is not true? Our, our white hat hackers, yes, they have that traffic. All right, back pack. to me. All right, rolling along here. <clears throat> Aaron, how do you pronounce Ivan's last name? <laughs> Penchikoff. Ivan Penchikoff tweet. Is, UC, is UCF, <laughs> that's my old school, is UPS supposed to carry official, official election material? Because I and three Dominion Watch volunteers saw a UPS truck 
picking up a ballot of boxes marked official absentee from the Secretary of State's warehouse. Hmm, that's strange, is it not? Play the video for me. Oh, what are these uh, absentee ballots doing back here, I wonder? What's going on here, I wonder? Now, if you're an honest person, why would you care about somebody taking video of this? Why would you care? You can watch me pack up boxes in the back of my car all you want. Somebody cares about it, though. Look at that. Well, lo and behold. Now, you can bring it back to me. That's pretty much the end of it. <laughs> wonder what they're doing there. All right, Dan Bongino. Historic spike in incomplete Nevada voter files and casinos as homes. Play it for me. Historically strange spike in incomplete Nevada voter files. People listing casinos as, quote, homes by Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Again, you'll hear none of this in the mainstream media. They're the real disinformation specialists, not us. They're not concerned at all about this. Here, from this piece, listen to this one. This is what I teased in the opening of the show. Look at this chart from the Washington Examiner piece. <laughs> Aaron, Number of 2020. <laughs> you never saw anything like this until this year, folks. So there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Play it for me. 20 voters in Nevada Congressional District 3, whose voter registration lists invalid birthdays, birth months, and unknown sex by year of registration. So let me show you for all you audio listeners who can't see the chart. You have flatline 2007, 2008. You have 0, 0, 1, 1. This is the number of incomplete voter files. 2012, 0. 2013, 0. 2014, 1. 2015, 3. 2016, Joe, big spike. 2016, Congressional District 3 in Nevada had a whole 68 voter files that were incomplete. Huge spike, Joe. Huge spike. So 2017, they had 28. 2018, wait, Joe, this is big. 156. Wow. All that's Trump a, years, by the way, which should be telling 2019, 373 incomplete voter files. And then we have election year 2020 that just happened, the presidential election in Nevada. And in one congressional <laughs> district where the previous high was 373, and in the last president election, presidential election, they had 68 incomplete voter files. They had what, Joe? 71, 85. How about 13,372? Oh! <laughs> Worth looking into? No, 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 not if you're an investigative journalist in the mainstream media. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing at all. Back to me. Yeah, Bill Barr says the same thing, sadly. It's, these are people with invalid DOBs, unknown sex, address, address, ad addresses listed as FedEx and post office and UPS. 2018, 156. 2019, 373. 2020, 13,372. It sounds like the permanently disabled in Wisconsin, right? Well, you had 60,000, and then this year, 240,000. Never, But there's no evidence, right, Bill Barr? Right, right, Bill Barr? Right, right, mainstream media? No evidence, right? Weak need capitulating, ankle-grabbing Republicans that just want to move on? No evidence here of widespread voting fraud. Oh, none whatsoever. All right, let's look at Georgia, uh, 3419 Aaron, play it for me. Remember this story in Georgia, this tweet from Matt Brainerd, who's working with the Trump team? They identified over 1,000 absentee votes cast by individuals whose registered addresses are, in fact, at post offices, UPS, and FedEx locations. 
disguising the box numbers as apartment number, unit number. I told you that story in my own experience as a federal investigator, how this is what fraudsters do. They go to a UPS store, they get box 22, and they label it apartment number 22. That's what they use as their mailing address to make people think they live somewhere. They don't live in the UPS box. Kind of hard. Get your head in there. My dog could probably get her head. She'll squeeze her head in anywhere. Worthy of investigating? No, not if you're a leftist hack. And if <laughs> you're to me. <laughs> exactly. There you go again. There's another thousand votes that are absolutely impossible. Should be thrown out. Absolutely thrown out. I wonder where, I wonder where all thousand or more of those votes went. I wonder who they went. But no evidence of widespread voting fraud, right? Just bouncing from state to state, tens of thousands and millions of votes we've discussed so far tonight, but yet no evidence of widespread voting fraud, right? Yeah, right. All right, Team Trump video from Own, from Arlington, Virginia. Play it for me. And you might recall, as it relates to drop boxes, we were promised 24-7 security. We were promised videos to watch the drop boxes. By the way, has anybody seen the videos that these election officials for every drop box that was out there? We were promised that there would be integrity in the flow and chain of custody of these ballots. That means they must have logs of who had keys to the drop boxes. That means legitimately they have to have a two-person per key system so that there's not one partisan who might pick up those ballots in a heavily Republican area and lose them on the way to the counting center, or vice versa, pick up re ballots in a heavily Democrat area and lose them on the way to the counting center. Did they have two-person, one key? Do they have the logs of when these drop boxes were picked up? Will they ever release video? of these drop boxes as they promised. So far, we have demanded such information. It has been refused. People refuse for a reason. What is that reason? We have election experts that have been working with us who say that that conduct in breaking the chain of custody prevents the certification of the election process as applied under federal law, the Help America Vote Act. And we will have their testimony moving forward in numerous cases that the way that they did this election was not consistent with federal law in every one of these urban areas in every swing state. Exactly right. Just some quick updates before we call it a night tonight. Biden would call for people to wear masks for 100 days if he got into office, which he won't. He quote, Joe Biden says, just 100 days to mask, not forever, he says. And what day are we on today? 271. Day 271 of 15 days to flatten the curve. Here's some other good news. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama, George W. Bush, and Billy Clinton are publicly willing to take the vaccine to show you that it's safe. Hey, Aaron, you got that girl video of that girl taking the vaccine? Brian, did you download that? See if you can find it real quick. In our last uh, note, I'm going to show you a video of someone took a, don't leave, and like and share this video. Like and share this video as much as you can. Another case of another COVIDologist that, uh, you know, San, San, uh, San Jose mayor ignored health protocols. Sam Lasardo spent Thanksgiving at his parents' house, people that live outside of his home, violating his own, violating his own COVID rules. Another 
liberal mayor from another liberal city violating the very rules that they tell you to follow. Did you find it, Aaron? All right, now here, let me reread this to you. Obama, Bush, and Clinton, they all said, so Barack Hussein Obama, George W. Bush, and Billy Clinton will publicly take the vaccine. Here's a testimony of somebody who took the vaccine. What's wrong with your arm? Oh, nothing. I just got the new COVID vaccine. I got a text this morning. Said they could stop by the house and give it to me. No little lineups or anything. It was just sometimes there's some side effects, and I have to let them know. But I feel good. You take that vaccine, you're a nut. No way. No way. I love you guys. Like and share this as much as you can. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday.